Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday. Robust, dynamic, lots of stuff to talk about live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Good night's sleep. Going to a UFC fight in Vegas tomorrow with friends. A lot of energy. Very keyed up today. A lot of things to talk about, J-Mac. How are things with you? Great. Couldn't complain. Uh, played about two hours of volleyball yesterday. Oh. Great workout. Felt like I was in Top Gun. You know, a little bump and sit. <laughs> spike action. Yeah. Wembenyama debut tonight fired up for that? I am going to watch that. Wemby debuting tonight. You yep. know you're going to be a big deal when your name's been shortened and you haven't played an official game. Yeah, we should predict his stat line. Well, Summer League is a bunch <laughs> of ball hogs and, and, and you know, you can't judge too much. I want to start with this. Um, there's a story in the Boston Globe, and I tweeted this the other day. And I know 77% of America is not on Twitter, but I tweeted, and it was interesting to watch the response to it. It got like 800,000 people. I just said, the Celtics are up to something. And the Boston Globe is reporting they are stockpiling picks for a, quote, seismic trade. Now, I don't know what seismic is. I would guess Giannis next year. But I like what they're doing, and I respect this. Because you can see great and special, Otani's a great example, very quickly in sports. Mahomes, an example, Burrow. The three core guys of the Celtics, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, have played together six seasons in a mostly weaker Eastern Conference that LeBron bailed on. And they've been to one finals. 
in just four seasons at the time in the tougher West, Steph, Clay, and Draymond had been to two finals, won one, had a 73-9 and season. Steph was already MVP twice, and their shot-making was the best in the league. Their playmaking was as good as anybody in the league. Their chemistry was unbelievable. I'm six years in to Tatum, Brown, and Smart. I don't know if I like their chemistry, their alpha, their late-game shot-making, and I still don't know if Tatum wants to take the big shot in big games. So basically, GM Brad Stevens said, we're not special. We're good, and on our better nights, we're very good. But I want to be special. Because Denver had Nurkic, who was good, and they watched Joker and said, he's special. And the Warriors had Monte Ellis at 22 a game. He was good to very good. They went back and forth, but they thought Steph could be special. I got news for you. Tatum as a one, the Celtics are never going to be special. Tatum as a two, Giannis as a one, that special. Anthony Davis as a one, you can be very good. Anthony Davis in the bubble as a two to LeBron, that special. I like Tatum. I got six years. We still don't know if he's got the alpha in him late in the game. Four years in, Steph had been MVP twice, was the best shot maker in the league, could do things we'd never seen. I know all the fanboys in Boston want to hear this. Tatum as a one, six years, one trip to the finals. Couldn't get it done, lost at home, got tight. That's good to very good. That's not special. Magic title first year is special. Bird immediately, Bobby Orr, Ted Williams, Brady taking over first year as a starter. Boston has example after example after example. Bill Russell of special. Like special is beyond very good. This Celtics team could have great nights and a great series. Very good. I never thought to myself, whoo. Kobe was special. MJ, Bird, Magic. Tatum's very, very good player. And I think GM Brad Stevens is stockpiling tip, tip, uh, picks. He sees the same thing. Not every guy that's a number one talent is a number one closer. Anthony Davis is a great example. He's really only can be in a special team if he's a two. LeBron is special. Anthony Davis is just great. I, think, I don't think you can be a special team if Tatum's your guy. And he's all NBA. But to be special, and I'm talking MJ, the Warriors, Duncan Spurs. I'm talking, we're talking all-time special here. 11 Russell titles, Showtime Lakers. They write books about it. We're going to write a book about this team? going to do a 30 for 30 documentary on this team? Because they do those for special. Tatum is a two is special. And I think that and Brad Stevens is acknowledging it. Moving Marcus Smart. I've seen my core guys for six years. We're, we're good to very good. It's not next level. I love that and respect that. Nobody wants to admit it, but GM Brad Stevens, by moving smart and stockpiling picks, is acknowledging it, just not publicly. Okay, so I saw this story this morning, and I thought it was really, really interesting. There's an article out about Shohei Otani. And, and, and you ever notice this? That like in real estate, you know, it used to be a million-dollar house when I was a kid. Like we didn't have any million-dollar houses even in our neighborhood, even in our area code, I swear to God, certainly not in our county. 
And then you go to big cities and you see like, oh my God, it's like a $3 million home. You never would have projected. Yeah, there's homes now in Los Angeles for $175 million. That's what hotels cost. That was more than ski lodges. Like trees sometimes in real estate grow to the sky. We see this. I can remember, you know, Steve Largent made what my dad did. My dad was just a local optometrist, right? Now you see wide receivers making $25 million a year, players signing for four and $500 million. There's a story out today about Shohei Otani of the Angels making $700 million. And I think to myself, well, baseball economics are very strong. How do I know that? Because the owners never open their books. I watched the Dodger game for four innings last night. They played the awful Pirates on a Thursday night, and there were 42,000 people. Forget the tickets. There's the food and the beer and the parking. And it's not an easy stadium to get in and out of. 42,000 for the Pirates. Go check right now how many teams average over 30,000 a night. You'd be amazed. But the story is Otani. And he's not just a great player. Mike Trout's a great player. Mookie Betts is a great player. When I was a kid, Nolan Ryan was mythical. And that's the key word here, mythical. Nolan Ryan was the only pitcher in baseball that regularly threw over 100 miles an hour. And he did it multiple teams, multiple decades. So when they would put Nolan Ryan is pitching tonight, first baseball game I ever went to, uh, Nolan Ryan was pitching the next night. Frank Tanana was the opener for the Angels. Nolan Ryan the second night. I wanted to see Nolan Ryan. I was disappointed. It was my first Major League Baseball game because Nolan was different. It's the same way people felt about Mickey Mantle or Sandy Koufax or Babe Ruth. Mythical is different. Just think, if you would have asked Sandy Koufax, the greatest pitcher ever, to hit, Nolan Ryan to hit, his career average was like 101. It'd be embarrassing. If you ask Mike Trout or Mookie Betts, start tomorrow, <laughs> I'd be over their skis. Otani is a blister on his hand away from starting in the All-Star game on the mound. I, I sound like a guy at a carnival talking about him. He hit 600 feet home runs. He's the starting pitcher in the All-Star game and one of the game's fastest players. I mean, does he read your poem? He's like the magician, the juggler, the acrobat. He does all of it. That's not a once-in-a-franchise player. That's a once-in-a-hundred-year player. There's a lot of great players. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. Those are great players. Otani's beyond that. He's Babe Ruth. There's no football player like this. There's no soccer player like this. There's no basketball player like this. In global sports, one of one. A once-in-a-100-year player. That he is literally an ace. And, and, and as good as Mike Trout is, there was a comment years ago by Jared Walsh of the Angels. He said there were four girls sitting outside the bus sobbing because they knew Otani was on the bus. Mike Trout's a pretty big deal. I've never seen any girl outside the bus crying because Mike Trout was on it. <laughs> I think Shohei trumped him there. We're in completely unique territory in a sport that the owners hide the books. They hide the books. They don't want you to know how much money they make. $700 million for the most mythical player, maybe since Babe Ruth. I'm for it. He's literally Garrett Cole plus Aaron Judge with Mookie Betts speed. $700 million? Is it a discount? 
I watched 42,000 with the Dodgers last night and a Thursday against the unwatchable Pirates. Okay, I'm, I know a couple guys in the Pirates. I've actually interviewed one. He's a cool kid. But I mean, the Pirates are not a good team. They're not a big draw. They are in the NFL. They are in hockey. They're not in baseball. A lot of people in seats last night at Dodger Stadium on a Thursday night. Got to tell you, that place is full last night if Otani's there. It's not 42, it's 55 or whatever Dodger Stadium holds. How much is 13,000 on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 13,000 extra in those seats? I don't know. Food, beer, parking, tickets. I think it's a lot. Merchandise. 700 million doesn't sound crazy to me. 500 million for Patrick Mahomes, who just won a Super Bowl, getting rid of his star receiver with 10 rookies. Doesn't sound crazy to me. You've seen the NFL ratings. You've seen Major League Baseball attendance. It's a once a hundred year player. Nothing else like him in global sports. All right. J Mac is looking at me. He doesn't know what to make of that rant. I, I love the Otani story. This is fascinating. Should the Angels trade him? Do you trade a $500 million so here, guy? Here's like, what's amazing to me. The Angels are very reticent to trade him because this is, shows you the fear of executives because they don't want to be the franchise that just trades him. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to afford him. Get everything you can back. He 100%. has seven first-round picks. Get over yourself. Get over fear-based negotiating. Move him. You're going to get outbid. Move him. But they're terrified there'll be the label we traded him. Get over it. The bottom line is, if you had no salary cap in football and Kansas City couldn't afford Mahomes and the New York teams outbid it, Brett Veach would be on the phone tomorrow getting seven first-round picks. I mean, it's like one of those things. What is he worth? What was Babe Ruth worth? Does does Cohen (laughs) of the Mets come in? And say, you know what? We're going to $1 billion for Shohei Otani. Does somebody just come over the top and just make a big statement? That's going to get headlines all around the world. Well, listen, the first he, billion dollar baseball he's player. He's not available to the market. Not yet. No, I mean, he's not available because of the, um, the reality of what's happened to baseball. Uh, the RSNs, the regional sports networks, that business is now done. And the Kansas Cities and Cincinnati's and Pittsburgh's really needed that. That was extra income. So the top and the bottom, the separation now is greater than ever. He is available to four teams. Dodgers are one of them. Yankees are one of them. Steve Cohen and the Mets are the other. The, the Braves are, are a cash machine. I don't know their finances. I would think Houston... And Atlanta are in it, but this is there's, there's some about, West Coast teams because of the you know proximity to his homeland. You right, know, right. Seattle maybe gets but in the mix. The Giants maybe get in the mix. Th- this is not a salary cap thing. They don't have one. This is like four teams that can afford him. Right. And I think seven hundred million. Again, what is what is Mahomes worth? Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl with nine or ten rookies on the team. They moved off Tyreek Hill and got better. When you can win with Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, like what is he worth? I, I don't know if there's a ceiling. I mean, I know I know when LeBron James went from Miami back to Cleveland, the value of the Cavaliers was worth 250 to $300 million. I talked to somebody that would know this in banking. I said, you know, I called him. I said, what? he said, $300 million to $250 million minimum, the franchise is worth more that minute when LeBron showed up. He goes, it's very possible if you put if LeBron signed a five-year contract, somebody would buy them and add a billion to it. What what is what are what's Cleveland 
with LeBron and the next year without him. It's $500 million. So the owner's getting the value. Why can't the player? And so, you know, all these sports, and I, and I do think that you don't want to, like in baseball, I think one of the things that hurts it, I, I'm, salary caps are basically sports socialism. Yeah. That's what they are. Nobody wants to hear about socialism. We have our own version of socialism. We have farm subsidies all over America. We have our own versions of things the government pays for, and they should pay for a lot of stuff. Medical stuff for poorer people, subsidies for people. We've got our own version of it. Don't believe, you know, all the conservative bankers and the people that say social. We've got our own versions of it, right? Everybody does. Canada's got more. Norway's got more. We've got some. But the point being is, Salary caps are essentially saying we've got to help the people without the infrastructure or population or money. So the Green Bay Packers can't compete without a salary cap with other places. So baseball doesn't have that, right? So what happens in baseball now is you've got about six teams that just, the Atlanta Braves just have so many more good players than the bottom eight teams in the league. It's AAA baseball. To, the A's are a AAA baseball team. The Braves are stacked. So we we have that, and, and, and I don't think I do think in sports salary caps. I've I kind of switched on this. I think over the years, I think they they have real value. Yeah. So a Kansas City, and the Colts with Peyton Manning, and the Packers with Aaron and Brett. If you get the quarterback right, the Midwestern teams can crush. Mm-hmm. Chicago's where all the money is in the Midwest, and they've been bad forever. Mm-hmm. So money has a very very there's there's a ceiling on what money can do in the NFL. It's all about your quarterback, coach, and GM. You got that right, Kansas City? No, in a lot of games. So the the Otani thing, though, is different. If he was an NFL player, he could go anywhere. Yeah, well, because baseball is starting to look more like America, right? You got the haves and the have-nots, and the middle class is getting squeezed. In MLB, there's no middle class that can get in the Otani mix. There's literally, I think basically it's Cohen the I don't think, see, my takeaway, the Yankees would not do it. This group of Steinbrenner kids, they're not like George. They're not going to pay for it. So I think it's Cohen, the Dodgers, and I, I don't know if Atlanta would. They don't need Padres, him. maybe? I don't know where they're getting the money. That's a smaller market. But but I, it, it may be a two-team race. I mean, it really may be a two-team bidding and, war. And you're discounting Anaheim, right? <laughs> well, it's just not the same. <laughs> it's that they have an older stadium. It doesn't drive the revenue. It just doesn't. It doesn't drive the revenue. The Dodger Stadium is an ATM. Um, I don't... The, you know Otani's expensive, when the Yankees probably aren't willing to go there because they've got their guy in Aaron Judge. He's good at the gate. He's good on the field. They're not the same baseball team without Aaron Judge. Like, he is their guy. Yeah. So you don't, you can argue, we got to figure out, you know, Yankees have other stuff to figure out. That lineup outside of Aaron yeah. Judge, when he's off, they don't hit. They got their own issues. The one thing we'd agree on, we want Otani in the postseason. Like, we need oh him to go to a team God. where he's going to be playing in meaningful games in October. Well, that I mean, is mandatory. Can you wherever. imagine if LeBron James played in his career and made the playoffs twice? Yeah. Steph Curry made it twice? You've got to get Otani in the playoffs. Mike Trout, I believe, has zero career postseason victories. Zero. And he was, like, the best player in baseball for multiple years. Like, yeah, but, but Otani's a bigger draw than Trout. Oh, massive. Yeah. yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. 
And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I saw this Jeremy Fowler reporting the Chiefs now are in the DeAndre Hopkins mix, the wide receiver with Tennessee and New England. Where would you go? Tannehill, Mac Jones, or Patrick Mahomes? So messaging is really important. Right? Like when I built this show, big studio, the herd, all of my stuff, the herd. Didn't call it the Colin Coward Show. I wanted it as short as possible when I did this. When I went to ESPN, I said they call him Imus or Oprah or Madonna or Pele. I don't want to be the full name show. You have to shorten it. That's the way it works. Messaging matters, branding matters. So Kansas City has a huge advantage here, not just Mahomes. But when you win with 10 rookies and let Tyreek Hill go and you win a Super Bowl, the key in that is Juju Smith-Schuster. It is for other players. Because Juju didn't have much of a market. Kansas City said, come on over here, pop, you'll get paid. He did. During New England's dynasty, like Kansas City, they said, come here and win Super Bowls. But the messaging was different. New England said, here's our message. You're going to have to take less money. You're going to have to maybe sometimes play less and give up more of you for us. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Sacrifice playing time. Sacrifice individual stats. Sacrifice money. That's hard to sell to young athletes who have a short time frame to get paid. Kansas City's message like New England, starts with come here and get to a Super Bowl and win a ring. But they're not asking you for less of yourself. 
They're saying, come here, DeAndre Hopkins or Juju Smith-Schuster. Your stats will go up and you'll get paid more. Maybe with us in an extension, but maybe somewhere else. But they're not asking players to sacrifice anything other than the length of a contract. And when, and when players want out, Stephon Diggs did in Minnesota, they let him go. Randy Moss did with the Raiders, they let him go. If a guy's totally unhappy, you let him go. You move him, you trade him. So the messaging for New England's dynasty was all about sacrificing for us. Kansas City's advantage is you don't really have to sacrifice much. Juju had his second best year ever. His numbers went up. And then he got paid with New England. This is the advantage to Denver's messaging. If you played with Kobe, you knew Pau Gasol, he's getting the shot. You had to have the right guy that worked with him. Shaq briefly and Gasol later. Same with Michael Jordan. Didn't always elevate teammates. That's why he and Pippen worked so well. Scotty was okay not taking the final shot. But with Jokic, think about Denver's messaging. He's actually a better passer than a scorer. And our second best player on some nights, Aaron Gordon, doesn't need shots. Huh? It's a very attractive place to go. Jokic is all about winning. Jokic is a great passer. Jamal Murray's a scorer, but he also averaged big numbers and assists. Aaron Gordon doesn't need shots. Sometimes Michael Porter wouldn't play in big spots. Denver's messaging, like Kansas City's, on the open market for players – very attractive. If I'm a shooter and a scorer, I'm going to play with Jokic. I didn't always want to play with MJ. I didn't always want to play with Kobe. I don't always want to play with Luka. And a lot of guys I don't want to play with. I want to play with Jokic. And in Kansas City, come get yours. We're not asking you to do less. You'll get more catches. And you'll eventually, maybe not with us, maybe with us, get more money was all sacrifice for New England, and it worked because of Brady. But even Brady at the end got tired of constantly sacrificing for Bill and Bill's system. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. As you know, I do not play favorites. As America's honesty broker, I'm often targeted by those who think I play favorites. I used to bring Lincoln Riley on this show Every year when he was at Oklahoma. I didn't bring Clay Helton on regularly, did I? I brought Lincoln Riley on because I thought he was great. So Lincoln Riley goes to a four-win USC program. Here we go into year two. And they're top three in recruiting, top five preseason poll, believed to be vying, and I think it's realistic. I don't think they'll win the national title. I think LSU is going to surprise people, but Georgia, Michigan, USC, short class. Brett Venables takes over Oklahoma, which had been on a five-year roll. I mean, it had been on a 20-year roll with Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley. Goes into year two. The Big 12 media knows the Big 12. They're pretty good on this stuff. Did you see the Big 12 media preseason poll? Oklahoma's third. The hell, third? I mean, Sark's done a nice job recruiting Oklahoma's third. In fact, they're closer to Texas Tech than Kansas State. So the people who watch and vote on this think Texas is the class of the conference. Kansas State is a definitive number two. Oklahoma, eh, 
not much that separates them from Texas Tech and TCU. So here's the interesting thing. Lincoln Riley was number one preseason poll five out of five years. Turns around a mess of a program in one year. Brett Venables takes over. I mean, humming. Now a deep third. And this is what's interesting. They've still recruited well. Oklahoma always does. Top four national recruiting class. Top 10 transfer class. Sooners still recruit at a high level. Hell of a lot higher than Texas Tech. What the Big 12 media is saying, we got a coaching issue. And if you look at the schedule of Oklahoma, here's the problematic part. Texas is on a neutral field. They don't play Kansas State, Baylor, or Texas Tech, considered three of the top five teams in the conference. So Oklahoma can be mediocre. Look at the schedule. Sorry for the radio audience. It's Drek and win 10 games. So it becomes USC at Clay Helton. The Pac-12 was so bad, was so down, that you could win eight, nine games, and administration won't pull the plug. So if you look at Oklahoma's schedule, I don't think I've ever seen a schedule for a national power this week. The Big 12's never been weaker. Got all these new members. They don't play K-State, Baylor, Texas Tech, and Texas is a neutral field. So what's going to happen is that Oklahoma is going to win a lot of close games because they just have far better players. They're going to win nine or ten games. I mean, last year's the first losing record since 98. So Oklahoma just doesn't have losing seasons. That's just inexplicable. I don't care you lost Caleb Williams. You went and got a great quarterback out of the South. You got a great quarterback. Don't tell me about Caleb Williams left. You have a guy that's going to get drafted quarterbacking right now for your football team. So I, I know I got Gerald McCoy coming up top of next hour of the Sooner, but this is... Wow. Already down to third. Again, I don't play favorites. I do not. Gerald McCoy may not come on the show now. This is a problem. And I know you think I'm anti-Oklahoma. Been very pro-Kyler Murray for years. Loved Jalen Hurts. He transferred. Loved Lincoln Riley. That's a problem. I'm not going to go into it anymore. I know digitally, anytime I say anything about Oklahoma, y'all tell me you hate me, and it gets like 8 billion views. So I'm not going to go on anymore. But that schedule is so bad, Brett Venable's going to stumble into 11 wins. It's a terrible schedule. And then they're going to feel like, hey, we got our guy, and they're going to pivot right into the SEC. And then it's Georgia and LSU and Florida and Bama and Ole Miss. And oh, oh, oh brother. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is amazing to me. Basketball fans are very funny about this. Like in baseball, you would never get into a big... I I watched Freddie Freeman. Jack went out last night. Very good player, right? Very good. But, but, But most baseball fans would tell you Mookie Betts is better than Freddie Freeman overall as a player. You wouldn't get a huge argument. Freddie had been a little bit of a slump, power slump. But in football, same thing. Nobody's going to argue like Joe Burrow is better than Kirk Cousins. Basketball is a very weird sport. Like I had somebody a couple of weeks ago, they were like, uh, you, you, you love Bradley Beal. And I'm like, he's significantly better than John Wall. Well, John Wall was the number one pick. So what? <laughs> so was Anthony Bennett out of UNLV. John Wall, he would get hurt and they'd go on a winning streak. John Wall may have been more dynamic. Bradley Beal's a much better basketball player. He's a better shooter. He's more mature. I think he has a better understanding of elevating others, never in trouble. Like, he's just, I mean, John Wall was going 1,000 miles an hour, a lot of turnovers, really super dynamic. Bradley Beal's a better basketball player. I'd take Bradley Beal on any team in the league, any time of the day. Like, John Wall wasn't a winning player. He was just talented. It's amazing. The Oklahoma City chose Westbrook over Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was so ticked off, went to the front office like Sam Presti. How do you watch basketball and think Westbrook's better than KD? (laughs) People in basketball fall for dynamic athletes. Like, do you, are you athletic enough and do you win games? A lot of guys in basketball, guys will watch basketball forever and they fall in love with hops and handles it. Are they winning players? Jalen Brunson of the Knicks is a winning basketball player. 
high IQ, understands spacing, can get his own shot, elevates others, manipulates screens, takes to coaching. Like basketball, IQ matters. Like if you're a guard and can't shoot, there's limitations. Beal can shoot. Chris Paul could shoot. Curry could shoot. Nash can shoot. Isaiah could shoot. Brunson could shoot. Here's who couldn't. Derrick Rose. John Morant struggles. John Wall struggled. Westbrook. They're not great shooters. So if you're under 6'4 and you can't shoot, that means you only score at the rim, right? Or in transition. A lot of crashing to the floor. A lot of beating your body up. The shooter can shoot, get back, doesn't get banged up as much. So it's amazing to me how often people, that's what I say about Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a great summer league guy, AAU guy, a dunk guy. Is he a winning player? There's not much of a market with a smart GMs for him. People watch D'Angelo Russell of the Lakers. I'm like, are you people, he's bounced around the league. He's not mature. He doesn't, he can score, but you never know what you're getting. Is his head in the game? Is he helping others? Like, like I think Austin Reeves has a ceiling but LeBron's telling you Austin Reeves is good because LeBron loves playing with him. LeBron doesn't love playing with D'Lo. Steph Curry didn't want to play with D'Lo. Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, they didn't want, want to play with Jordan Poole. They're telling you the limitations. But basketball fans are weird. They fall for, he jumps high. And he, like that stuff's important too because Michael did that and Kobe did that. But there's so many things beyond just athleticism in the NBA. Jokic is the best player in the league by far. Is he a great athlete? No, it's his ability to pass and screen and distribute. Like, it's just, it's remarkable to me. Like, in football and baseball, we don't have these arguments. Like, you know Aaron Judge, take him out of the Yankees lineup. They don't hit. Like, Aaron Judge, power, everything about Aaron Judge. It's just, they're, they're, nobody disputes that. But in basketball, you keep getting burned by the same players over and over and over. And because there's this connection with apparel and shoes that people go a mile deep on their basketball stars and their international soccer stars, and they can't see their flaws. If you are a guard and can't shoot, you'll always be limited. The greatest guards, Isaiah, they're winning player. Steph's a winning player because they can shoot. Like Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, get him the ball. By the way, we both love Murray and Booker. Guards that can never, not points, although both of them now have shown an ability to distribute and elevate others, and they can shoot. But it's, it's there's something about like something about basketball fans. They just everything is athleticism, and it's got a ceiling. It's like in the NFL. If you're a defensive lineman, you're big and strong, but can't use your hands, you're very limited. Can you use your hand? That's what makes Aaron Donald great. His ability to use his hands and move people. It's not just like my bench press. It feels like the highlight reel culture in basketball is probably to blame. You know, the high school highlight reel goes viral, and then all the message boards light up. We got this guy, Joe Smith, who can do all this crazy stuff. John Wall was one of those highlight reel players. Yes. I mean, and his high school tape is ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure he was. He's a number one pick. Great dancer. He yeah, has like a stuff. cool quality. No, no, I, People like him. But after six years in the league, and you watch the game, and it like it's a lot of turnovers, it's out of control, they can't shoot. He's going to get paid. He deserves to get rich. He got paid, but also injuries kind of wrecked him. But he just had like a cool quotient. Like Kyrie Irving is the poster I boy I guess for that's this. the point. In the NFL, I don't. we don't care about cool. Yeah. In, in the NFL, are you a winning player? If you're a defensive lineman, do you create pressure? I don't care if you're cool. Just make plays. Yeah. Well, and different I, sports, yeah. No, no, no. They, they are, and they're different cultures. And I love, I love basketball. But it is interesting. People keep pushing back on Bradley Beal. Like a guy, like, why do you like him so much? In the last four years, he's averaged 30 points a game twice. He hits 
jumpers. And that's with no teammates around him. Nothing. Yeah. He gets 30 a game. What's not to like? I do think you're selling Zach Levine a little short. He's a good shooter. I mean, he was like 39% from three, I think. And he's got the highlight reel dunks. Uh, I know he doesn't play a ton of defense. I'm not anti-highlight reel dunk. Anthony Edwards, I like a lot. I'm not anti that. But I think there's this sense in basketball, just hyper-athleticism wins the day. Jokic is not a great athlete. Okay, that's the best player in the league. Is Luka a great athlete? Can you put the ball in the basket? Chris Paul for years got people wouldn't give Chris Paul respect. I'm like IQ through the roof, oh, smart, pick and roll, mid range jumper. I don't I don't care if he can't dunk. John Stockton couldn't dunk. He's one of the greatest guards ever. Magic wasn't a world class athlete. He was a great basketball player, but he elevated others. Yeah. I mean, I, I love basketball, but they, it's just like when you keep coming up and asking, "What about Bradley Beal?" The hell you want me to say? He scored thirty a game four twice in the last four years. Is this some random guy on the street? Yeah, he was a nice guy, but he's like, man, you love Beal. What's not the yeah, love? There's a lot to like about. He him. hits jumper. Get him the ball. It's like Booker Murray. He's Beal. quiet. He's not going to be getting no, no off the court problems. Like he's he's a baller. If you go to the YMCA and every time you pass to this one guy and he's got a good look, he hits the basket. Do you like playing with him? Or the guy that's flashy, the the point guard that's flashy. You can't keep up with him. Out of control. He's more fun to watch, but you never get the ball from him. You know what I want? I want to win. That's what I want. I want a player that's a winning player. I know that's tough to quantify, but you kind of know it when you see it, right? You yes. know a winning player. Yes. And I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving is not a winning basketball. Okay. I watch a lot of basketball. I watched Chris Paul at Wake Forest. That was like, oh, Tim Duncan, winning player. Chris Paul's a winning player. <laughs> he just hasn't won a title. I know everybody's laughing. Well, he hasn't won a title. Kyrie's won a title. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Tomorrow's headlines today. This week, J-Mac's <sighs> going to do the NFC playoff picture. Next week, he's going to do the AFC mm-hmm. playoff picture. The former newspaper guy used to write and craft headlines for a living. This is his segment. Let's begin tomorrow's headlines today. Headline for the number one seed in the NFC. I will just remind everybody that last year at this time, maybe 1% of the audience had the Eagles being the number one seed. It came out of nowhere. The headline will be Marty Gracias. Saints make etouffee out of (laughs) NFC. Listen, I'm going off, off the board here. Some numbers. Okay, many metrics have the Saints having the second easiest schedule in the NFL. These are the three top quarterbacks they face. Kirk Cousins. Matt Stafford, and Trevor Lawrence. The entire season, that's it. I mean, if you want to toss in your guy golf, you can. Colin, this other stat, you know, Saints indoor team, oh, well, they struggle outdoors. After November 6th, they have one outdoors game in Tampa Bay. So they'll play no cold weather games at all. There's a real chance this team gets hot. They play indoors. I know you don't love the defensive coach, you know, but the schedule is set up for the Saints to be double-digit wins. I think they could steal the number one seat. Tomorrow's headlines today. How about the headline for the number two seed in the NFC? All right. Well, uh, not much needed here. Uh, They did lose a couple coordinators, but they're still going to be very good. The headline will be, give it a good Sirianni. Eagles sizzle this season. There's just too much talent for them to fall off the cliff. Agreed. uh, Maybe they slip back to 12 wins, but they're the class of the division for sure. I mean, offense, defense, they're loaded. I love maybe the best team in the league, in the trenches on both sides. Oh, I like are. the Eagles yeah. being the number two seed. Yeah, great O-line, NFC. great D-line. 
Did lose the OC, a couple of linebackers, but I would agree with you. Tomorrow's headlines today. Now let's go to the number three seed in the NFC. Yeah, um... I'm, I'm a little lower on this team than last year. I have some questions about quarterback. The headline will be Purdy, Purdy, please. Brock begs, borrows, and steals the West. Uh, I just have questions about Brock Purdy. You That's should. a major surgery he had. You know, yeah. this isn't like an ACL for a quarter. This is your throwing shoulder. Like, this, it's, it did not look good. Um, we'll see how he does. We have a seven-game sample size. I'm not ready to crown him. I know you want to. Uh, the rest of the roster stacked. Love everything about Shanahan's team here. Um, but quarterback is a big question. I, I have them as the number three team, probably a 10 or 11 win team. Best left tackle, best linebacker, best pass rusher, arguably in the league, most versatile running back, great tight end, playmakers at wide receiver, and a brilliant coach. They're really good. Okay, let's round out the division winners. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's headlines today on the number four seed in the NFC. So, NFC North is loaded. I like the division. I know you took a couple shots at Jordan Love earlier. That's fair. Here's my winner. The, the headline will be, God bless you. Lions, <laughs> playoff prayers get answered. I, listen, I like this Detroit team. They basically br are bringing everybody back. Yeah. And they added a running back, uh, the kid Gibbs, who's nice. OC Ben Johnson's back, which is massive. The big question is, can the defense get stops? Um they were hemorrhaging yards, points last year was bad. The secondary has been remade, kind of. A little bit, yeah. But offensively, they're going to be able to hang with anybody. Yeah. Remember, they swept Aaron Rodgers last year in the, in the Packers. So I, I like Detroit to win a competitive NFC North. Well, and I also think the key with Goff has always been, does he have protection? And this is a great offensive line. Yeah. Goff will have plenty of protection. That's when he's excellent. All right. Tomorrow's headlines today. What is it for the number five seed in the NFC? All right, so now we got uh, three wild card teams. Um, one of them's obvious. It's this one. The headline will be Dax, what friends are for. <laughs> Boys planning a playoff sleepover. I like Dallas a lot. I mean, I, I again, we talked about this yesterday. McCarthy is the big question for me. I, I don't like his style as a coach. And Schottenheimer's conservative. Yeah, and like the play calling and like I... I I just have some questions about what the offense will look like. We know the defense is going to keep them in games. Can they stop anybody in the playoffs? We'll see. Dak leaves a little to be desired in the postseason. I mean, I know it was San Fran, but they couldn't do anything in that game. So I got Dallas as a wildcard team in the NFC. I think most people do. Tomorrow's headlines today, the number six seed in the NFC. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of uh, fans from this team are a little worried. Oh, our running back's leaving. And, uh, you know, how much longer is this quarterback going to stick around? The headline will be Viking Kong. Minnesota beats their chest. I do have the Vikings tumbling from about 13 wins to like 9-ish, yeah. maybe 10. Um, they're not going to win all their one-score games. I think 8-0 last year or some ridiculous number, and Kirk Cousins had a billion uh, come-from-behind victories. Listen, I like this Minnesota team. I don't love it. The defense is really devoid Offensive of talent. Offensive coach, good quarterback. They'll score. They will. Uh, I will be honest. I had Chicago in this spot. It was a bit of a last-minute change. I want to see how the preseason goes, uh, how the roster shakes out. But Minnesota is in that weird, like, we exceeded expectations last year. We can't do that again. What does the immediate future hold? And I got some questions. Finally, let's round out the wild cards. Headline for the number seven and final seed in the NFC. Okay. This is where you and I will detour. We don't well, agree. You are the one who tells me every year there's, what, five or six or seven new playoff teams? Yeah. Okay. So we know it ain't the Giants. We're not a believer in them. Yeah. Uh, Jason, where's Seattle? Well, I, Geno Smith questions. So who sneaks in with the seventh seed? The headline. 
will be Baby Ritter's Club. Falcons cash in with the kids. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and it's all about the schedule for me. Okay. The Falcons have, by every measure that matters, the easiest schedule in they the NFL. They do. It's ridiculous. They face a, it's a it's worse than Oklahoma's. <laughs> <laughs> they face so many bad and young quarterbacks that there's no way they're not winning eight games. Right, that's a, that's a given. That's like a floor for this team. And I know the talent's not there, but you mentioned this. The offensive line is pretty good. It's like sneaky good in Atlanta. And if they can get anything, Bijan Robinson, the kid Algier who comes back, and the defense can make some plays, there's a world where they're in the playoffs next year. And I'll just go back to what I said at the top. Every year, there are three or four new playoff teams. I have three in Detroit, Atlanta, and New Orleans. So okay. I've got three new. So you're going to have to come up with three new ones yourself. Well, I have Carolina, not Atlanta. You and I mostly agree on it. Minnesota and the Rams, I think, will vie. I think the Rams are better than you think. But you and I agree on a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not that. I just think Carolina is my wild card team. Because New Orleans, I, I don't know about the coach, but they have the best roster by far. And if you start looking at all the teams in that division, they don't face very good quarterbacks. So I think you've talked me in like you did last year with the Giants. I talked you into the Vikings. You talked me into the Giants. I think you've talked me into New Orleans. Don't love them. I don't think they're a number mm-hmm. one seed. I just have Carolina over Atlanta. And right now, I would have Rams over Minnesota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.